welcome to the Daring Designers Club. If you're listening, you are now a member. And listening along to the podcast, you're going to hear all about running a successful, sustainable design business, which doesn't just keep your bank balance happy, but also makes you a happy business owner. We're going to talk portfolios, design process, pricing, clients, admin, marketing, and everything that goes into running a design business, as well as mixing in some interviews with design experts who've done it all before. I can't wait to help you with any topic you need a boost with. And if you want to hear more from me, head to at GattoWeb on Instagram or GattoWeb.com where you can find more resources for designers in the form of workshops, blog posts, ebooks, and more. Let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the Daring Designers podcast. You'll have seen by the title of today's episode that today I am digging into my experience as a business owner and some of the biggest lessons I've learned along the way. I realised recently that later this year, actually just in a couple of months, it'll be my eight year anniversary of taking my business full time. I think I have a podcast, one of the first podcasts in... um, this series in this podcast about my journey with starting my business and how I took my business full time in 2016. So I just thought I would talk about the biggest lesson that I learn in each year of running my business. I thought it'd be an interesting thing to talk about because businesses evolve so much and we evolve around our business as well. You know, the things that we want changes, the things that we want to work on changes, our goals for work and for our lives can evolve and change. My life looks incredibly different now to how it did eight years ago and I'm sure that's the case for everyone. I also realised that it's nearly 10 years since I actually started my business, so started the idea of having a business and working for myself. So it's quite a big year. I think having my business full-time for eight years feels like such an incredible achievement and I hope that it's a sign as well that running your own design business and um, being a full-time business owner is a viable long-term solution. I think something that we struggle with is seeing that consistency and seeing people um, long-term in business in a way that suits them as well. You know, so many designers move into creating an agency or um, actually just doing ad hoc freelance work. And I hope that, you know, my business running in the way it is and running in a way that really suits me in my life as well is a good sign that you can do that as well long-term for five years, eight years, 10 years, 15 years and moving forward. So I'm going to jump in in a second, but before I do, I just wanted to remind you that my signature group coaching program, The Clubhouse, is opening up soon. And to celebrate, I'm actually sharing a free workshop next week, which you can sign up for using the link in the show notes. And I'm going to be talking about how I have managed to keep my design services booked up in advance for four to six months for the past four or five years in my business. So the changes that I've made in my business, the things that I keep going to keep my services booked up while still having a really doable, really flexible schedule. And this workshop is going to take place 
on the 25th of April at 6pm UK time, which is currently BST. Um, the replay will be available afterwards if you sign up, but only people who sign up via um, the Clubhouse waitlist, which again I'll link in the show notes, will have access to that workshop. So I'm really excited to get together a big group of designers to talk about my experience running a business and how I've managed to book up my services in advance. And hopefully that is really helpful for you as well to be able to create a bit more consistency with your booking schedule and your services and your income. And we'll give you a few insider tips, kind of like this episode as well. So if you want to join me there, feel free to jump over to the show notes to grab the link to sign up. And I would love to see you there live. I really love running workshops live and in person and seeing designers there with me so we can have a little bit of a chat. And yeah, I can't wait to run that. can't wait to open up the clubhouse and welcome a new group of designers and I can't wait to jump into today's episode so let's do that now and I'm just going to go through year by year and give you my main lesson for each year and a little bit of background information as well and I would really love to hear your main business lessons as well. What I found really interesting about planning this episode is to see how the lessons have evolved and changed throughout my business and how each one has really set a foundation for me moving forward into the next year and the following years because it is so important for us to evolve and grow and learn from our experiences to help make our business more stable, more secure and more enjoyable as well, most importantly. (laughs) So I'm going to start with the first year which is 2016. So I went full-time with my business after I was made redundant from my final full-time job, which was in digital marketing. And in being made redundant, I decided to then take my business full-time. Like I said, I, I had already been running my business very, very casually on the side for a couple of years, you know, very much as a hobby. Um, side hustle if we're going to bring that little term back Um, and so when I eventually went full-time with my business it felt like a lot of pressure and it felt like something that needed to replace my full-time job you know I was relying on myself to get my business to take over the income that I had before I thought it was really important that I made it work and I knew that this is really what I wanted to do with my life so it was just a case of making it happen And the main lesson that I learned in this first year of my business is my capacity is limited. It was a very stressful year. That pressure that I put on myself was so huge and really made it difficult for me to give myself a break, have any rest. I really felt like I had to prove myself to the people who were relying on me not that they ever made that apparent, you know, not that my family or my friends ever put any pressure on me, but I just really wanted to make it work. I really wanted this to be the thing that was my job moving forward. And I really took that to heart. You know, I worked every day of the week. I worked 12 hour days, 14 hour days. I was just sat there at my computer constantly working, constantly trying to make sales. I had a digital product shop at the time and get clients. You know, I was really trying to work on my marketing, get things going, build a really solid brand. Um, I worked with other people. I tried to follow along with people who were doing a similar thing, which honestly, eight years ago, that was not um, very common. (laughs) It wasn't very common to have people in the online business space. It felt like it was 
me and then lots and lots of American online entrepreneurs who are coaches or um, marketing experts, not necessarily designers. I really didn't have a big pool of people to be inspired by and to learn from. So I was really finding my feet and the only way that I felt I could do that was by putting everything into my business and um, working as much as physically possible. And spoiler alert, you'll know this already if you've heard me talk about my past in business at all, but that ended up very quickly in leading to burnout and also just like exacerbating general mental health issues that I've struggled with in the past as well. So I ended up with bouts of depression and my anxiety was really bad at the time. And I realized that not only, so my main lesson, my capacity is limited. It was so true. You know, I realized that I couldn't do all of these things that I was trying to do and I had to limit what I was doing to match with my capacity so I could keep moving forward. And I think in realizing that, I realized that actually my business goes nowhere if I'm not healthy and if I'm not happy. So my capacity had to be really sacred. It had to be something that I kept an eye on. And that has really um, supported me through the entirety of my business as well. So moving into my second year and my second lesson, so this is in 2017, and the lesson is pricing is crucial. And oh my goodness, this is something that, again, has really, really served me through my entire business. 2017 was the year that I decided to pivot my business away from offering digital products and website templates into offering bespoke services. So in working on that pivot, I worked with an amazing coach who is now a really good friend. And I realized in working on some pricing things that I would have had to work on 50 projects a year to reach the income goal that I had set for myself. And in doing that activity and in realizing that, I kind of came to terms with the fact that pricing was one of the biggest parts of my business and just running a business in general. And if I wanted my business to go on, if I wanted my business to be this really big part of my life and be my dream job, I needed to come to terms with the fact that pricing was always going to be something that I worked on. It was always going to be something that I had to manage and change and evolve with. And I had to feel more comfortable with my pricing in general. The first bespoke website I ever worked on, I charged £150 for, which thinking about that now, was just insane and the project itself was so hard as well like I can't believe that I charged 150 pounds for my first website and then earlier in the year that I had this sort of pivot I was charging about 400 pounds for my websites at the end of the year so when I worked through my pricing and realized how important it was I was then charging 1800 pounds for websites so nearly five times the price that I was charging earlier that year. And from there, I really have felt more comfortable with my pricing and I know when it has to be increased, I know when it has to change and I try to keep my feelings and comparison out of it as much as possible. So in the third year of my business, my biggest lesson was that dream clients do exist. So again, like with this pivot and with trying to think about, you know, who do I want to work with? Who would my dream client be? What kind of things do I want to work on? it kind of felt like a bit of a fake concept. So I did an activity where I had a little piece of paper and I wrote down five clients who I would love to work with. And from there, I kind of figured out, okay, so who is my dream client? You know, who do I really want to work with? And never in a million years did I think I would actually work with those people. But now, so five years on from this, I have worked with every 
client that I wrote down on that list, which to me is insane. But also it kind of felt at the time like it was just an idea that was sold to you in aspirational courses or, you know, marketing for things that you had to buy or talked about by people who were way further on in their business than me. You know, I really didn't think that working with dream clients was a thing that I could do. And I think actually in reframing the fact that my dream clients do exist and they don't have to be, you know, multimillionaires, they don't have to be people who've got millions of followers on Instagram. They are normal, you know, creative, ambitious, exciting people who are running businesses just like I am, you know, from a little office in their house or, you know, from a little workspace. Those people are dream clients as well. You know, they're not just the people who are, like I said, multimillionaires. And I think in figuring out that my dream clients are very different from other people's dream clients, that really helped me realize that they are out there. And this was the year that I started working with people who were just an absolute joy to work with. Um, I loved the projects that we worked on together. I loved their businesses. I could really be part of the projects that that we were working on. And I was allowed so much creative freedom as well. And it just felt like a real... Um, a real pivot in my mindset with the people I was working with. And I realized that clients didn't have to be a nightmare. You know, they could be people who are incredible to work with and make my business a joy as well. So the fourth year and the fourth lesson was in 2019. And that was that higher income isn't the only measure of success. So 2019 was my first six-figure year in business in terms of income, but it was also one of the most stressful years in my business as well. Aside from that first year where I was really forcing myself to work as much as possible and, you know, not allowing myself any space, this year in 2019 was also really stressful, but just in a very different way. So I was working on projects that I loved, you know, like I said, I was working with dream clients. I was really enjoying what I was doing in my business, and like I said, you know, making really good money as well. I was getting to a point where I was like, okay, I'm, I'm like making the money that these people who are really, really successful are making and I'm getting to a space where I feel really confident in my business. But I was working still, you know, long days, five days a week. I no longer worked weekends. That was something I'd left in the past. But I sort of realized that I didn't want to be working so much and I didn't want work to be the only part of my life that you know, filled me with joy. I wanted to have different hobbies. I wanted to be able to see my friends. I didn't just want to be sat at a desk all of the time. And that was a real shift for me because I realized that actually, although I was making more money and I was making good money, that wasn't the priority for me. And I realized that actually moving forward, I was more than willing to earn less but have the lifestyle and the working week that really worked for me. And that was a shift that I would have been perfectly happy with. I think in realizing that the money side wasn't for me, wasn't the only measure of success for me. You know, there were lots of things that came into my version of success and what I wanted from my business. That is what really helped me change my mindset and move forward in a completely different way. So then moving into my fifth year in business, And this is where I realized based on the lesson of the year before that I can do things my way and I can run a really enjoyable business. So I took all of the lessons I learned from the year before 
I had a real think about what my dream work week would look like and how many days I wanted to work and how many projects I wanted to work on at a time. And I completely restructured my business to be able to work much less. And this was a process, you know, it was something that took probably a good chunk of the year before and, you know, a a big chunk of this year as well. It was definitely a process to cut down a little bit at a time and um, reshuffle my project schedule. So I wasn't doing, you know, two or three projects at a time. I only wanted to work on one. Um, But actually what ended up happening was I earned the same amount as I did the year before. So my biggest ever year. um, And I, I think I actually increased my income in this year as well, whilst actually cutting down my workload and managing to slowly move towards, I think it was four days a week. And also they weren't full days. You know, I was managing to spread my work across the four days, but I never felt tied to my desk. I worked on projects that actually were really joyful for me. Like that's when I launched a few of my programs in the Daring Designers Club. It's when I launched this podcast. I really allowed myself to not just make more space for my hobbies and my friends and my family and my life outside of business, but I also tweaked my actual business to make sure that it was really enjoyable and really fun for me as well. I was bringing back that feeling from when my business was a hobby, but I was building it into a full-time business that was actually my job. And I think balancing those things really, really allowed me to um, realize that there didn't have to be a choice between work and play. You know, they could be things that worked very nicely together and I could love my business, I could enjoy my business and I could also build a life that I love around my business as well. Moving in to year six and my sixth business lesson and that was the foundations that I've set in my business will always come back around to support me. So 2021 was the year that I found out I was pregnant with my first child and it was a bit of a shock. It was something that I was quite nervous about in terms of my business. I didn't really know of too many people who had had a baby and had kids whilst they were running their business. I was aware of lots of people who had created a business whilst on maternity leave or, you know, whilst they had kids to create a little bit more spaciousness. Um, But aside from a couple of people, I hadn't really seen too many examples of people taking a maternity leave and then coming back to their business after um, and keeping that momentum. You know, that's something I was really scared of. I've just realized that I said I got pregnant in 2021. That's not true. I was already pregnant, but (laughs) early 2021 was when I started thinking about my maternity leave and figuring out how I was going to continue my business after maternity leave. Um, I was also really struggling with sickness in my pregnancy. So I knew my business needed to support me without me giving 100% to my business or, you know, even 70% felt like a struggle most days. My dream had always been to create this business that supported me when I needed it. And this was the time that I realized that that was a business that I had created and that was something that I had achieved in my business. And it was amazing to feel like I didn't have to be constantly on, you know, in business mode. I didn't constantly have to be at a desk and on watch for my emails and checking on projects all the time. I didn't have to be working all the time. And I I had built that dream work week that I realized that I needed a couple of years prior. So even before my maternity leave, I was working two to three days a week. And then 
when it came to actually planning the leave that I needed, I had a full three months off, um, which I could spend with, you know, my little boy when he was born. And actually I needed because I ended up being quite ill as well. Um, but it was amazing. You know, I realized that my business was there when I needed it and I could have time off. I still had projects booked before and after my my leave. I sold passive income to keep me going throughout and had payments coming in for the projects in the future. It was just great. It really felt like my business was there for me in a way that I didn't know it could be. Um, And it was a really beautiful moment that I could come back and feel like my business was there in the way that I needed it to be, in the way that it was before. It helped me get back to normality. It helped me feel like I had a really great business and a really great job aside, you know, next to my new life as a mom. Um, I know three months isn't in the UK, it's not the standard, it's not a long maternity leave, but for a self-employed person, being able to take three months off completely was just a huge game changer and I don't think it's something that we think we can do, but it really is possible and again with those foundations that I had been slowly building throughout the years, um, you know, little bits of processes, finding my dream clients and trying to connect with them and market to them, making sure my pricing was perfect for my dream clients and also helped me reach my income goals, building different services around my main service that could help me with different streams of income. All of these things came together and supported me at the time when I really needed it most and showed that I wasn't just there for my business. I wasn't just the one propping up my business. My business could prop me up as well when I needed it. So year seven is moving into last year, so 2022, and this is the year that I realized that sadly it's not too late to slip into old habits. So last year was my first full year as a mom and it was the first time I felt truly tested with my business since, I guess since probably those first couple of years, you know, in terms of my work-life balance, I felt like I was starting from scratch I had to completely find a like new normal as a working mom and as a mom who ran a business. And in my eagerness to get things back to normal, so actually when I first came back from maternity leave the year before, things really did feel quite normal. You know, things felt very similar to how they did before I went on my maternity leave. But this first year of being a mom and when my son was a little bit more grown up and needed a little bit more from me in terms of like, my physical energy and my emotional energy. I was trying to keep things as normal as they were before and it just wasn't happening. It wasn't something that I had the capacity for and this is where I realised that actually without continuously reminding myself of my own capacity and of my boundaries and of all of the lessons that I learned before, it is really easy to slip back into old habits and it is really easy to stop looking after yourself and to um, not listen to your own capacity and to your own needs in your business. I personally felt my own boundaries slip in. I found it really difficult to create that work-life balance. I find it found it really difficult to prioritize the enjoyment and myself as a human being as well. Um, and I, I wonder if other other mums or parents can relate to this, but I had this pre, you know, old baby in my business. It was the first baby that I had. And then I had this new baby that was a, a real human baby. <laughs> and 
in looking after those two babies, I kind of got left behind and I really had to find myself and find who I was as a business owner. Now I was also a mom and now I had limited time and limited resources in terms of my own emotional energy. And throughout the year, I had to claw those things back. You know, I really had to figure out what that looked like for me and rebuild my vision of my business now as a completely different person and with, you know, other elements like my child (laughs) in the mix. I think this lesson was actually one of the most important ones that I've had because it can feel as you move through your business, like those lessons are always there to stay and everything that you've learned will become a foundation. And actually when your life circumstances change or if you need extra support, they're the times when it's really easy to forget those previous lessons and I'm actually pleased that that was something that I I got a stern reminder of in my business because it meant that I could go back to basics, figure out what I want my business, what I wanted my business to look like and almost start again from scratch and again like going back to that lesson from the year before, those foundations were there to support me, it's not like I was building a business from scratch and those foundations were really what allowed me to step back, look at my big picture vision and almost start again. So we're obviously not too far into this year. I'm recording this sort of mid-April 2023, but just a little lesson that I picked up on that I think brings all of these things together is my business and my success is always evolving. I think this follows on from the previous point and is a real showcase of where I've come from that point of starting from scratch with my business and as a new mom and where I am now, you know, the past, I would say the past six months, past eight months maybe, I've felt like my business is where I need it to be. My time is allocated so much different how it was before. I'm so much more mindful of the future and, you know, stability and security. And I'm really digging down into what I want my business to look like right now for me and for my family. And also in two years, in five years, and, you know, what does my bigger picture look like? And I know that that's something I can evolve. You know, my business, my design business, my studio um, can evolve with me. And it just takes me figuring out what I need, what my business needs, how I want to evolve, how I want my success to look. And all of those things can come round and work perfectly with my business. And it's so lovely. It's beautiful to have built a business that I know can move with the way that I move and the way my life evolves. And I think all of those lessons really show how that mindset has been built in my business as I've gone along. I think I've slowly realized that I need to look after myself. My business can be there to do so. My business can work in the way that I want it to. And I really need to put me at the center and what I want and what I love and what I enjoy and what my success looks like. And my business can evolve with me but I need to make that happen. You know, I need to know what those things look like and I need to know what my business looks like around that. And those are the things that I think have become such a pillar in my own business, but also in my teachings with other designers as well as a mentor. And I really love that I'm able to take these lessons that I've learned and pass them on to people who haven't had the experience to get to these points yet and don't realize certain things. So 
I will always take my lessons and build them into the things that I teach, the things that I share in this podcast. And I really hope that my lessons from my eight years in business can help you wherever you are with your business and whatever stage that you're at. And again, I'll keep going. I'll keep learning. I'm sure there'll be something else around the corner and I'll keep tackling it in the way that I do, you know, intentionally and with me at the center and making sure that I'm looking after myself, making sure that I'm doing things that I love and can still build a business that I love. And I really hope that you can do the same too. So I'll wrap up there and thank you so much for listening to my eight lessons for eight years in business. It's actually been really nice to have a think back um, and figure out, you know, what were the main learning points? What were the main takes from those years? And again, like it's nice to see how those things have changed and how those things have evolved throughout. If you want to chat about any of my lessons or your own lessons, I would love to talk to you. Feel free to drop me a message at the Daring Designers Club on Instagram. I really like chatting with designers. I really love hearing more about your business. So feel free to follow me over there and we can have a little chat. And don't forget to sign up for that workshop if you would like to learn more about how I book my projects in advance and keep my project schedule nice and full for four to six months in my design business. And I will also be back with a new episode next week. So I will speak to you then. Bye.